Pussy negative one out of ten. It's Mr. Rob. Motherfucking fortune. Let's go. Thank you for that introduction. Now I'd like to introduce this man. He lines up women in groups of one, two, three, five, eight, and then urinates on all of them and calls it his golden shower ratio. It's Jomo. That's good. That's good. I you know that it was elaborate. It's it was thank you for the golf clap. It was elaborate, um, but topical, you know, topical. I'm not going to say why it's topical, but it's topical because it's like two songs after the one that you made for me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I suck at this. All right. Uh, his new disease is AIDS mixed with herpes. It's Mr. Jack Falcon. <laughs> Hello. Hey. So I'm I'm not drinking anymore. <laughs> I'm oh, back wow. on the not drinking train. Samesies. Nice. Samesies. Yeah. Jomo's on it as well. Jomo's been taking crazy shit. Mm. His liver's been thanking him. Mm. Yeah, dude. What else is new with everybody? I don't I don't know. I'm I th- heard Rob has got a criminal enterprise going. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, bre- breaking the law ever since uh yeah, Judas Priest has has changed me. Uh breaking the law is now my favorite thing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, you know, uh, other than the world is turning into a spiraling piece of shit, um, you know, other than that, we're doing well, um, as human beings, um, uh, you know, I'm just like, I, I put all these memes, and I think the last meme I put in the meme chat is, uh, it's too far, the George Floyd meme. It's it's a little. Uh, yeah, that's why no one reacted to it. <laughs> no one reacted. <laughs> I see that. I'm like, I'm not touching this with a ten foot pole. He's like, I got too many friends on this server <laughs> who who will out me. I don't, need, I, don't need, I don't need them to out me anymore because you know you know who sends me this shit too is my fucking brother, man. Like me and my brother are 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 just we're demented fucks. And yeah. we love to push the envelope, just like just push it just a little bit more, just to see where we can go. And wow, that's that's so surprising. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, the a lot of listeners, maybe some of the listeners know, um, but you know, it's I like pushing the envelope just to push people off. It is what it is. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So, um, other than that, Rob, uh, how's life been? You good? Uh. Yeah, so the 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 meme in the chat here is it's it says uh, I can breathe and it's George Floyd except it's AI made to be like a white man. So yeah, like so to me like the reason jokes like this are what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's uh it's not saying that like mistreatment is deserved. It's saying like it's pointing out the mistreatment that exists. So yep. I yes. I think this is this is a this is a, a good joke. It 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 hurts funny, but it but it is funny. You know what I mean? Mm. You know what, Rob? You find the silver lining in the shittiest cloud. Thank you, uh, <laughs> thank you for well, yeah the. Uh... 
most recent argument I, the most recent argument i've heard about like you know the, the world like burning or whatever you know usually people just say social media is making us all fucking retarded assholes or whatever and that's probably true but uh like uh t- to expand upon it they said what if like tribalism is good and unavoidable you know what i mean like i'm used to tribalism uh used as an argument as to why uh you know people are racist and stuff like that uh yeah and that's that's true but what 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 if uh what if it's also unavoidable and what if we need to get it somehow like uh if social media like okay in the very early days of the internet uh you know you you'd, you'd log in uh to to AOL instant messenger or whatever you'd 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 meet your D&D friends online because you couldn't find them uh in your in your normal life so you found your D&D tribe online and then you like turned that off and you went about your life now now it's not really like that is it i mean you turn on instagram you're trying to get everyone to fucking like you which is fucking impossible which is why you get like you know uh most of your comments are going to be hate and whatever and it's just like yeah maybe maybe we do need to get like our groups like okay like like i look forward to this podcast every week not because we're identical but we are going to talk about music every week and so it's like that we have this fucking thing in common i think on paper uh, I don't know how much we three have in common, but we all like metal. We talk about metal every week, so like we're like a unified group because we have a thing in common and we meet to like discuss that or whatever. So like, what if, what if what if we need more of that as a human race? Like like uh, like what if uh, we turn on fucking Instagram? We're trying to get everyone to think we're a fucking good person. That's setting us up to fucking fail. Yeah. So like you know how do we get like more fucking book clubs or whatever it is that's gonna like reunite us with our common interests I don't know, the answer the answer is ram ranch ram ranch two. ram ranch ram ranch. Ram ranch. Ram ranch too that's the answer to the world's I problems i say we I agree we put our money together we buy at least 20 acres and we go to ram ranch all right, it's you seven. have Ram Ranch on one side, you have Clam Ranch on the other side, and anyone who wants to get involved <laughs> in the middle, <laughs> wants to get involved in the middle, there's a place in the middle that they can go. I'm staying in Ram Ranch. I'm staying on the gay side of the world. Yeah. But if people yes. want to mix and stuff, we'll have whatever the middle of Ram Ranch and Clam Ranch is, and you can go do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. That's the goal. That's yeah. how we solve the world's problems. Mm. All right. So I'm playing Bloodborne 2 again, and I have been getting my ass cheeks clapped in that game so bad, like to the point where I'm like, fuck this game. I hate this game. And then I keep playing it. But uh, yeah, what's up? Anyone else doing anything else? No, just taking big shits. Yeah, and me too. Me too. It's fun. I like taking big Uh, shits. What about you, Jomo? I feel good, man. I feel good, uh, but you know, you know what made me feel bad this week is listening to fucking Power Man Five Thousand. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're gonna be talking about them. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be talking about four new metal bands today. We're talking about let me bring it up. We're talking about Cold Chamber. We're talking about Mudvayne, Spine Shank, and Power Man Five Thousand. Uh, so I found a list of top fifty new metal albums, which was from Loudwire, which is like one of the shittiest music websites in existence but it's not the worst i'm going to talk about this review site that has the worst fucking takes in mm. the history of music please do mm. uh i'll bring them up at some point but yeah we're gonna talk about that uh anything else anyone wants to say before we start 
is this site Next. is this site known as the Bronissance or what? No, no, no it's <laughs> the site. Is, the site is NME. I don't know what it stands oh. for. I found them. I like I found so all this information, like the blurb stuff. I'm going to talk about it. All comes from Wikipedia. Uh, there's no normally like if someone was nominated for a Grammy, I would get that information from the Grammy website. However, none of these bands, at least on these albums, were nominated for any Grammy. I don't think. Um, so, but yeah, the stuff comes from there. Uh, so one of the, rev a couple of the reviews on there were for, from the site NME. So I looked them up and the reviews are actually still up and like the shitty, I want to know, I need a picture of the person who wrote this because the person's either fucking 90 or just an idiot. All right. Um, should we spin the wheel? Sure. Yeah. We're going to meet spin. This episode is brought to you by meatspin.com. If you watch it enough, you'll turn gay. Thank you. <laughs> Jomo, I'm getting some uh, feedback from your mic. Okay. Do you want to disconnect and come back and see if it goes away? No, am I good now? Yeah, Talk. that's good. Okay. All right. Okay. I won't, All right, I'm I, spinning I won't the wheel. So close. I won't get so close. Is your phone near the mic? Um, it, it was. It's now not not anymore. All right. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. There's there's like a high hum there. It isn't so bad, but it, it there it's like a sound of a refrigerator running or something. No, no, that's my that's my desktop. That's my desktop. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like a fan. Okay. All right, yeah, that's what it is. All right. Well, landing on Power Man 5000. So that's what we're talking about first. Excellent. Let's, let's get this go. out of the way. Let's, let's let's go. Okay. Get my notes up here. Okay, Tonight the Stars Revolt is a 13-track record released in 1999, coming in just over 39 minutes long. It's the band's third studio album, reaching number 29 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart. It contains the singles When Worlds Collide, Nobody's Real, and Supernova Ghost Pop. Musically, the album bears similarity to Rob Zombie's industrial metal sound with catchy riffs. Yeah. Uh, okay, we, we lost Rob. <laughs> uh, music... Musically, the album bears similarity to Rob Zombie's industrial metal sound with catchy riffs and electronic elements. Spider-One's fixation of bygone science fiction is often compared uh, with older brother Rob Zombie's obsession with B-movie horror themes. Although Tonight the Stars Revolt doesn't tell a specific story, the songs have a cohesive theme primarily oriented around campy, atomic-age science fiction reminiscent of the 1950s, a theme that Spider has since abandoned. The album's title comes from a story uh, by Gardner Fox published in the 1952 Pulp Fiction excuse me, pulp science fiction uh, magazine Planet Stories and contains guest appearances by Rob Zombie, DJ Lethal of Limp Bizkit, and Ginger Fish from uh, Marilyn Manson. Revolt also contains a cover of the Cars 1979 hit Good Times Roll uh, from the 1978 debut album and a minute-long hidden track called the world, the world of the Dead, which plays after 30 seconds of silence following the final track, uh, Watch the Sky for Me. When Worlds Collide featured, uh, was featured uh, in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, WWE SmackDown vs. Raw, and 2000's Little Nicky soundtrack. Nobody's Real was featured on 1999's End of Days soundtrack. The Son of X-51 was featured in 1998's Bride of Chucky soundtrack. And Supernova Goes Pop was featured in 1999's Universal Soldier the Return soundtrack. Tonight the Stars Revolt won the, the Boston Music Award for Album of the Year in 2000. When Worlds Collide was nominated for Single of the Year but lost to Give It to You by Jordan Knight. And Power Man 5000 won for Rising Star and lost to Godsmack for Best Rock Band. Tonight the Stars Revolt has been certified platinum and is Power Man 5000's most successful release. Jomo, what do you think of Tonight the Stars Revolt? You know what? You know what's crazy is that when Rob DC'd just now, <laughs> yeah. 
And I know he's listening. He's in the chat now. I, I, he was like, "Hey, Jomo, you go first. Like, I'm like, "Fuck!" I, this is the, this is the the least. I have the least amount to say about this fucking band because they suck so bad. Um, you mentioned when worlds collide. Okay, that was probably their only fucking hit on this album because it was on Tony Hawk and it was on another game. But I remember listening to to Tony Hawk. And just praying that, hey, I hope this track just fucking goes as fast as possible. Because then it would, like, shittily segue into ministry. And they'd have that George Bush song. And I'm just like, oh, great. Another. I I just want to listen to, like, fucking uh, a ska punk band while I'm playing fucking Tony Hawk. I don't want to listen to Power Man 5000. Because Power Man 5000 is fucking dog shit. It's, bro, like, I I, want to go back. I wish I had a time machine. And I could kill both Rob Zombie and his brother. Like, these guys fucking suck, man. Like, 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 you're talking one bullet, two heads, or what? Yeah, dude, the same scenario with Rivers Cuomo and Lars Ulrich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. same scenario, same scenario. And they're both fucking Winnie the Pooing, too. Uh, cause I'm weird, I'm okay. weird like that. And there, I was like, man, listen to this whole shitty fucking album as I'm driving. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather see two straight guys stand up 69ing while cartwheeling down the street. Um, I think that'd be more <laughs> impressive than this fucking hunk of pile of shit. It, it's, it's just hot garbage. It's fucking trash. I don't recommend anyone fucking listening to this album because it lacks substance. It's, there's no create creativity. Um, look at the goddamn album artwork. It looks like shit. It do both the Rob Zombie brothers. Like, like what's their deal? Are they just trying to like, put out shit just to be ironic or are they doing it to just like hey this is my best effort because what zombie stuff do you think is shit everything but like uh the house of a thousand corpses everything past that is like fucking dog shit it's it's fucking trash so look at his brother man he's just riding the coattails of retardedness um (laughs) i'm giving this one out of ten for the week this is fucking uh, a pile of shit so, okay, do you know that meme where there's there's like two people sleeping in a bed and it's like a, la- a, guy, a chick and a guy and the dude's like thinking about things and the lady's like, oh, I wonder if he's thinking about other women and then he's always thinking about something fucking dumb. You guys yeah. know the meme I'm talking about? Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. This meme has been me in this record for a while. Like I have been laying in bed and I was like, is Tonight the Stars Revolt like a good record? Or Because like, okay, When Worlds Collide is a banger song. Don't care what fucking Jomo says. That's I'm giving Shut that song eternal banger up. status. Yo, if you here's my notes right this is my notes if you don't get hyped when this song comes on you're either dead or you're jomo i knew you were gonna yeah. fucking hate this shit yeah but yeah. The, the, but that song will hype you up that's classic i don't give a shit right however uh, like is the rest of this record actually good i i've stayed awake thinking about this that's why i'm happy we're looking at it. i mean i could i could have just listened to it myself before but this was the time the production of this the production quality of this record is good and i think it flows Here's the thing. I actually thought this was the band's debut before I did any looking into this. This is their third album, but it feels natural. Um, all of them, like there's, there's fun guitar lines on here. Um, it's fu- The CD makes me laugh because like the first three songs, so supernova goes pop when worlds collide and nobody's real. Those are the three singles and probably the songs, the only songs that people know by this band and no one knows anything else that go like, unless you were listening, like Jomo said, he heard some of the songs on the Tony Hawk soundtrack or I had mentioned a bunch were in movies besides those uh, like no one knows any other songs by this band. So I had mentioned that they won a bunch of these awards, the, um, the Boston music awards, stuff like that. They won quite a, a, a few of them. Uh, obviously he is uh, spider is Rob zombies, younger brother. So to have all this stuff backing them, 
I'm I'm like, how the fuck did this band just fall off the planet? Like, they, they're still going. Just so everyone knows, they have eleven albums, and one really? of them is, is is set to release in 2024. So they're still putting out music. Um, and yeah, like just how many accolades this band has from this era right here. Like they won rising star. They won whatever I said, album of the year or whatever, uh, not Grammys, just the Boston music awards or whatever. Um, but like, yeah, after this, it's like, so I looked at a couple of their album artworks after this and I do recognize them. I've seen them somewhere. Uh, I don't think I know any of the songs off of them, probably whatever one lead single was, but yeah. What happened to this band? I don't know. There's a video on YouTube that's like, what the fuck happened to Power Man 5000? And I meant to watch it because I'm like, what did happen to them? But uh, yeah, they're still playing. They're still putting out music. Uh, Rob showed the lineup of this band and there's like 50 people who have been in it. He's trying to take the fucking crown from Dave Mustaine. Uh, so I, I'm going to guess besides Spider, nobody from the band of this era is still in there. Um, but okay, a couple of things there, uh, Rob Zombie is on this album. He is uh, allegedly on the song blast off to nowhere where he is in that song. I don't fucking know. Uh, maybe his voice and spider's voice is so similar that you can't really tell one from the other. But when I put it on, I thought there was going to be a part that like is really just like, oh yeah, that's Rob Zombie. I've mentioned before, like, uh, when people have a very noticeable voice and they come up in a song, <clears throat> you can pick them out immediately. I don't know where the fuck he is in that song, what he's doing. He's allegedly in it. If someone like, if it didn't say featuring Rob Zombie on the song, I'd never would have guessed he was in there. Uh, and then the last song I want to talk about for right now is they did a cover of good times roll the car song, which is a great song, but around this era, right? We have some of the best covers of all time. Alien ant farm did smooth criminal orgy did blue Monday. And those are timeless bangers, right? Then there's good times roll. And I'm like, I think that this is like top five worst fucking covers of all time. It's so bad. Like, I don't hate it as bad as much as I did when I first heard it. But when I was listening to this record, I must never have realized that it was a cover of Good Times Roll until. So I'm like working yesterday or on Friday, uh, at like working on my computer, and then it comes on, and I'm like, holy shit, this is a cover of the fucking car song. So I unplug my headphones and I put, I play it so like Becca can hear it too. And she's like, yo, this is fucking trash. Uh, so I don't hate it as much as I hated it at that point, but it's still pretty bad. I would never put it on. And especially comparing it to like Blue Monday, right? The fucking cover is awesome. Uh, Smooth Criminal, fucking awesome. This is just like, <laughs> take every copy that exists, shoot it into the sun. We all forget it, it, it ever happened and we move on. Uh, Rob, what do you think of uh, Tonight the Stars Revolt? Uh, so you know that uh, that podcast, uh, uh, Two Minutes to Late Night or whatever. It's a bunch of Boston guys, and they you know they do comedy or whatever. Like I, yeah. I, I followed them for a long time, and um, I remember when like okay, so I don't know how many people are in that group. Let's say it's seven. And so like w at one point they re review either this album or one of the other Power Man Five Thousand ones, and so six of them are like, this is the worst fucking band ever. And one of them is like, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's it's not so bad. And then um, what happens like next week is Spider like somehow heard this podcast and was like writing into them. And so they invite Spider onto their podcast. And I I I, I liked Spider. Like he uh, like this was my introduction. I hadn't I hadn't listened to Power Man Five Thousand. I was meeting him for the first time, and he was coming on to like a hostile podcast. You know what I mean? Like six of them trashed him, and one of them kind of defended him. And he came on to like set the record straight. And uh, like I, I like I admired his balls, and uh, I don't know. He seemed like a, a cool guy. I just so I, I liked him as a person. So like I wanted to like this album. Uh, I don't, but you know whatever. Uh, but yeah, so like 
him not being known as Rob Zombie's younger brother, like so he he takes that criticism all the time, like oh you're just the you're just his younger brother, and as a younger brother, I fuck I, that fucking insult stings. It's like you, you're living in this shadow. You like no matter what you fucking do, like uh, you, you're compared and you're seen as worse. Like before you're even given a chance, it fucking sucks. But yeah, anyways, I don't think that the comparison makes too much sense because like. Uh, Rob Zombie has like a monotone voice uh, in like, you know, he comes out with like 20, 40 songs, like, you know, a couple of them are 10 out of 10, but like, mo you know, so I, I, I still, I still listen to Dragula all the time. Like I fucking love uh, a couple of Rob Zombie songs, but I don't like love Rob Zombie like as a whole, like he, he just has a couple of songs that I really, really like. Yeah, Spider One does not have a monotone voice. If anything, he has like a Marilyn Manson Antichrist superstar thing going on, where he has like a couple of voices that he'll switch between. Um, my issue is the lyrics. Like, like you know, starting off the album with spoken word to tell a story is a risky move. It feels like too much exposition. And then you have Supernova goes pop. You think it's over, but Supernova don't stop. I feel I feel like all four of the bands we listen to have cringe lyrics at times, but like this band repeats the cringe lines over and over. So it's like you might you can kind of like forgive it if 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 you hear it once, it's like okay, well, good thing that's over. But if 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 the, if your chorus is a cringe line over and over and over, it it like it like rubs off more of your skin, and so it hurts, it stings more and more each time you hear it. Uh, uh god and then like uh the, the next song after that has like a, a a vocal melody that follows the riff too closely so to me this is like this is unforgivably cheesy uh like the, the album has a bit of like a david bowie dancey showy like there's some kind of charm to it but i wouldn't listen to it again fourth place that's it sorry did i cut out can you hear me no no oh, yeah, yeah sorry yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, oh, yeah. sorry hell yeah brother <laughs> dead last um, so yeah, this is one of those bands that I feel like it does have there, there's a fan base for them. Um, I don't know who, yeah, I don't know who that is, but someone has been following this band and they're anxiously awaiting their next album in 2024. Um, I do like the spoken word, uh, opening for this is an eyes upon you. This album is supposed to be like I was saying before, like a, a science fiction kind of thing where it's not necessarily telling a story, but it's creating this, uh, you know, scene of like a 1950s science fiction television show or whatever. I don't know. I haven't seen any. I wasn't alive, but you know, that's what he's trying to do. You like with the cover art on here and the, 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 the classic science fiction kind of shit. Anyway, that's what he's going for. I do think it works. Um, I don't, I don't hate this record. Uh, there's a song on here, the son of X 51. And like, when I see that, when I hear that song, I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever this, whatever his demographic is, uh, yeah, the, the people are going to, uh, like love this song. And when I hear a song like X 51, it's again, I'm just like, how the fuck did these guys like fall out of the limelight so quickly? There are bands that like the other bands who we're going to talk about, they haven't gotten like any award ever. And, and they're probably, uh, bigger and more loved than these guys were, but these guys like hit a point here where it's like, people were just throwing accolades at these motherfuckers. And it's like, then they just, they're on the top of this mountain and then they just tumble all the way down. Uh, there's a song in here called automatic. And one thing I do like about this record guitar playing wise is I think these two guitar players work well together and there are some, I'm going to call them fun guitar parts that when they're playing together, they're very like late nineties, early 2000 parts. Um, and I, I think that they work well. The song automatic, uh, I think 
it could use some more electronic elements put into it. It could make it sound a bit different. Like this is not my favorite album of all time, but like uh, I don't think it's complete trash. I don't know. I could easily put this on and play video games to it uh, in the background. Uh, Tonight the Stars Revolt. So like I think when this band is like hitting, that they they hit pretty well. Um, good choice of the, uh, to take the name for the record. Um, and then I'm surprised the song wasn't a single. Like nobody is real as a single, right? And it's like, I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone ever mention that song ever in my entire life. But like when I hear Tonight the Stars Revolt, it's like, I feel like people would be more into that. It's more upbeat. It's, it's like when worlds collide, something like that, that get people fucking moving except Jomo. Um, anyway, yeah, Go it might be yourself. dead last. I don't, I don't know how to put it, but the other ones are like just... I don't know, really kind of grabbed me by the balls. So I don't think that this album is trash, but um, yeah, I guess they just didn't know how to follow it up or no one cared. No one in the music industry cared to kind of push them any further because like I said, I have, I do recognize some of the album covers, but I don't really um, uh, know any of the songs. All right, let's read a couple of YouTube comments. And we'll move on. First one says almost 25 years later, this album still holds up damn well. This is as I used to lies. play this full. That's lies. <laughs> I used to play this uh, at full volume for the elderly when it came out. Their faces betrayed their true emotions. And next one says, just a nice, fluid, cohesive piece. Next comment says, the first two songs were like, oh yeah, this was a big song, but the third just started, and I'm remembering this whole album slaps. And lastly, someone says, this uh, is the band that uh, started me on rock music. So yeah, again, they just like any of these, like I don't know what you would call them, but like there's a bunch of bands um, like Seven Dust, bands like that, that, um, Seven Dust, ugh. And Tom loves Seven Dust. There's a lot of people who like Seven Dust. Anyway, but like, who have like a big, a big following. Um, and I can see that these guys have a following. So if someone likes Chinese democracy or loves it, then someone fucking loves Tonight the Stars Revolt. Uh, is there anything that anyone wants to say about this record before we move on? It's fake news. No. It's fake news. It's fake news. Uh, okay. I'm going to spin the wheel. I have to run out to my car for one second to grab something. Let me spin the wheel. You spin me right um, round, baby, right round. You think that, that Stand Up 69 thing could be the new meat spin? Like, What do you mean? Oh, the two guys, Stand Up 69, cartwheeling down the road? Yeah, that's the new meat spin. <laughs> yeah, but like, oh, yeah, we'd have to film it. Yeah, for sure. You could probably get AI to do it. For sure. Like if you go to AI and type nice. in two naked guys 69ing <laughs> cartwheeling down the street, I wonder if it would create it. I love AI art so much. Oh my god. <laughs> Some I was uh, eating uh dinner with a bunch of people and one dude was trying to get the AI to like create certain things and he typed in like sexy meatball and it wouldn't it wouldn't do it. <laughs> so it it has like certain parameters that I guess it's it won't it won't do. Okay, um, let's let's do this. Uh, the Height of Callousness is an 11-track record released in 2000, coming in just over 37 minutes long. It's the band's second studio album, reaching number 183 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart. It contains the singles Synthetic and New Disease. The Height of Callousness has a heavier, more aggressive sound than Spine Shane's Spine Shanks' 1998 debut album, Strictly Diesel, and incorporates more melodic and electronic elements with themes uh, with themes of depression, betrayal, anger, self-doubt, and self-confidence. The Height of Callousness was recorded at Mushroom Studios in Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, with producer Garth Richardson. Richardson suggested the band record at Mushroom Studios to get away from Los Angeles and their friends and to prevent a repeat of their partying and drinking habits that uh, marred the quality and production of their debut. Spineshanks spent the first three days in the studio talking intensely with Richardson, 
about how we wanted to move things up a dozen levels and start expressing who we are and wanted the new album to sound raw and in your face. Like some records R- Richardson previously produced, including Rage Against the Machine's 1992 debut. Richardson uh, pushed hard to draw out the band's emotions in their performances. Tensions were sometimes high during the recording, and at one point the, the members got into a fistfight and vocalist Johnny Santos almost left the band. Despite any issues in the studio, Spine Shank had emerged a stronger unit and praised Richardson for pulling the right performance performances out of the band. Of the 50 songs written for The Height of Callousness, Spineshank recorded 16 with Richardson and then chose 11, the 11 most vile and pissed off ones for the record. Drummer Tommy Decker said one of the album's B-sides, Four Letter Word, was cut because the, the label liked it and Spineshank didn't. A collector's edition was also released with four bonus tracks, Perfect Ending, Full Circle, and Remixes of The Height of Callousness and Athmatic. Uh, the Height of Callousness has been certified silver. Um, Rob, why don't you tell us what you think of the, the height of callousness, and I will be right back. Mm. <clears throat> okay, so I think my my <clears throat> okay well, uh, when when you were reading the thing you were reading, and you were saying something like uh, they go to the studio, they're telling some guy that they just met that in three days they want to record like a, a groundbreaking album or whatever. Okay, to me, to me, I can hear that in the music as if like. They this this doesn't feel like a, a practiced album that's like uh, it feels like it's beyond like what they're capable of doing. I'm, OK, I'm going to end up comparing this album a bunch to the uh, the Coal Chamber album, like the Coal Chamber album is like a limited palette, like performed to like high uh like 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 it's 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 a small amount of element but performed well but this spine shank album is like trying to cram in so much stuff and it's beyond their skill level and so it comes out like uneven and like uh beyond them it's like i think the example i was working on is it's 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 probably better to play basic shit well than it is to try and be prog when you're not good enough. It's like, uh, but yeah, so this this band, I like, there's frequent changes in dynamic that do not feel smooth to me. They don't build up with tension and release. It's just like, okay, uh, okay, here I want like a pre-chorus and then we'll turn on a dirty old radio effect and then we'll like, uh, and then it's just like, okay, so if we're gonna do that, uh, you start here on beat one with this uh, preset fucking uh, uh, tone or whatever, and then, okay, uh, we're changing again, so, okay, we're going to start from here, and then we're going it to... To me, it's it's so fucking choppy and not smooth and not, like, uh, I, I don't know, t- I have... I, I have so many fucking issues with like how they dealt with uh, changes in volume. It's just to, to me, to me, they were to me they tried to cram in a bunch of cool like it's like oh yeah, I heard this other band use chorus. We need to do that, and I've heard this other band do that. We need to do that. Like like they didn't to me they didn't have a plan. They didn't have a vision. They didn't. Uh, they just they there's a bunch of fucking buttons on the fucking. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of fucking digital buttons that they wanted to experiment with, so they experimented for the first time while recording this album. And I, I, to me, that's a fucking disaster. Like, uh, 
I, I I remember I used to see some bands play live and I would call it Saturday night band practice. It's like you guys are not on top of your shit. And like to me, I feel insulted that you brought me like in to witness you trying something for the first time. You're supposed like if you if you are going to record it, if you're going to play it live, I want it to be like your best presentation of something that you've like fucked around with a few times and decided on the best version version of the thing if you're not doing that then you don't fucking respect me as an audience member uh so yeah okay so that's maybe like the meanest i could possibly say this i i uh i i don't i don't think i despise this album like the guitars are normal minor kind of basic uh I, maybe i got a few like allison chains references here and there in some of the guitar playing i think like every new metal band from this era like loved allison chains and you know me too i don't fucking I'm not criticizing that. And then like vocals, um yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't necessarily love like new metal vocals. Uh you know, this one like uh, this band in particular, it's like a bunch of like screaming rushed in, uh and then every once in a while it's like okay, we need a hook. We, every 4 seconds we need a hook of some kind. So somebody somebody sing one line and then <laughs> Just feels like a bunch of shit mashed together. I don't know. And there's some of the Ozzy Osbourne shit mashed in there too, where like, okay, we don't really know what to do, so we'll we'll just like sing the guitar part over it, and we'll. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I'm giving this third place. I don't. I didn't particularly care for it, but uh, you know, whatever. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I. I. This is a tie for me for first place. I really love this fucking album. Ooh. So when I when I was when I was picking uh, CDs, I was going through that list, the Loudwire list of like top fifty metal uh, new metal albums, and this was forty three out of fifty, which I think is way too high personally. Now, th- dude, people are okay. Either people are either gonna really like this record or really hate it. There is um one of the guys' reviews said, if you find second rate metal with dance edge exciting, you'll love this album. But if not, then nice. you'll be very hard pressed to find a blander, more generic piece of corporate cocksucking filth than this like god damn tell us how you really feel uh i don't know i think this record still bangs there's not a lot of fluff here 11 songs 37 minutes uh right to the point i think it flows well uh i wish i had been into these guys back in the day so this band is officially disbanded so in 2016 uh so okay uh they went on hiatus from 2004 to 2008 they put out another, then they got back together in 2008. They put out another record in 2012. And uh, one of the members of this band was on a podcast or something in 2016. They asked him what the state of Spineshank is. And he said, oh, like, like we're officially disbanded. We did what we wanted to do. And we're pretty much never coming back. So uh, if you haven't seen these guys live, you're never going to. Um, but yeah, so another thing said that uh, uh, on Wikipedia, it said reviewers found this album this difficult to listen to due to its aggression. All right. Sorry, I'm winded from fucking no, running in and yeah, out of the yeah. house. <laughs> um, which, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I've talked about metal. You know, metal is, it's it's not for everybody. I don't know. I really like this record a lot. Um, it, it it did everything that I, I wanted it to do. My buddy said his favorite song in this album is Negative Space, which is like the second to last one. Um, and I, th- I think that this record like bangs all the way through. Um, Athmatic, fucking great way to open the record. In my opinion, banger song, one of my favorites um i and i think this band is tight there's a there's some tighter like there's some tighter uh bass and drumming on a different record that we'll talk about uh later but i don't know for me having never listened to this record um and hearing people say that they liked it online 
It did exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, Jomo, what do you think of this record? I'm going to keep it short and sweet. If I had a gun to my head <laughs> by a serial killer, and he's like, he, mm-hmm. he held out Spine Shake album and Power Man 5000 album, he's like, choose one or die, I would die. <laughs> this, this, fucking, this is a pile of hot garbage. This shit fucking sucks. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. like it. I knew of Spine Shake mm-hmm. from back in the day. Um, and they just, they were part of this fucking corporate bullshit that just got put out. It was just like, Hey, we got, we got this new, new band that's out there, you know? And, uh, they're, they're the ones who are going to pioneer the new way to, uh, evolve new metal. And they didn't, they fucking suck, man. Just like Power Man 5,000. I don't know how Power Man 5,000 is still going on to this day. It baffles me. <laughs> how are they still in existence? And I, I think, I think is Spine Shank done? They're done. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. he said in 2016 officially yeah. that they that they're done. Yeah, they were done back in 1999. But anyway, that's all I got to say. Nice. <laughs> all right, uh, there's a song here called Cyanide 2600, right? Um, and this song is like a fucking fever dream. And in my notes, I say I want Jomo to do a shit ton of DMT, and I want him to listen yes. to an hour long loop of this song. Yes. Uh, the song in here, uh, "Play God," should have been a single. Let's see here. Uh, can't be fixed. So right now I'm all in on new metal. I think it's a fucking cool era of music. Um, I, the like the most the the records that people kind of put in the top five or whatever are like Toxicity. I believe it's the Corn debut. It's one of the earlier Corn albums. Um, oh, the first Slipknot record or the first like main one with all them on the cover. Um, so those oh and the Hybrid Theory. So those are kind of like the big ones of the new metal era, but. I know there's a lot of cool ones in there. I the, I don't know. I like it. I, I I think that like I'm going to say for me that this record could be life changing for people. I think it's that good. I really think that this album fucks hard. These guys put out one more uh, album after this, and they had one before it. Uh, like I said earlier, yeah, and then they dropped one in 2012. I don't know anything about that record. Um, but yeah, I would listen to this after well after this uh this week i think it's i think it's that fucking good personally oh there's a song in here seamless right and if you listen to that song and you think of the song bodies by drowning pool i don't know which of these came out first but uh it sounds like bodies to me um and yeah i think these guys should have been bigger than they are they they get they kind of got the shaft i don't know exactly why but f- they're they're definitely not garbage like joe whatever jomo overreacts to everything but no uh, i read a couple doesn't see any couple jomo jomo reacts like in like a a regular person to everything Let's read a couple of YouTube nice. comments first. Angry, catchy, and technical. Epic. Next one said, when I was a kid, my mom used to buy CDs from the sale bin based on the cover. This was one of them. Classic. Uh, next comment. A perfect mix of metal, punk, and electronic. Next one says, this alone made me survive high school. And lastly, uh, that transition between the first two tracks fucking slaps. Yeah. It's a banger record. I'm, I'm all in on it. Is there anything else anyone wants to say about the Height of Callousness? Let's talk about Coal Chamber next. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jomo, yeah. look at this album artwork. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been ready for that. This. That's your that's your touchy uncle. That that is that is fucking Law and Order SVU fucking <laughs> cover right there, buddy. <laughs> Take a seat, What's <laughs> his name? Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. <laughs> Take a seat. Yeah, this this the Cold Chamber album cover is fucking whack. Okay, Como uh, Cham- say I want to eat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Cold Chamber is a fourteen track record released in nineteen ninety seven, coming in just over forty nine minutes long. Uh, it's the band's debut studio album, reaching number ten on the U.S. 
top heat seekers chart it contains the singles loco big truck and sway cold chamber formed in los angeles in 1993 guitarist miguel rascon uh, described their formation as your typical how the band formed story i placed an ad des answered it then reyna then mike it's not that i formed the band but the ad was the seed that started it all connections they had to fear factory and producer ross Robinson would help them get signed to Roadrunner Records. Prior to releasing their debut, the band was already known in heavy metal circles for performing at the inaugural edition of Ozfest in 1996. The album's sound has been compared to Korn and White Zombie. Regarding potential comparisons to Korn, Roscone stated uh, in April 1997 interview, we take it as a compliment. Korn's a great band. People have to compare us to something, I guess. We also get White Zombie and Marilyn Manson a lot. The song Sway includes the line, the roof is on fire, we don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn, burn motherfucker, burn, which is taken from the song The Roof is on Fire by Rockmaster Scott and the Dynamic Three. It has been sampled by groups such as Chemical Brothers, Kid and Play, Rancid, uh, The Bloodhound Gang, and many others. About the meaning of the song Loco, Des explains, it's about living in Los Angeles and just wanting to do something different and having a persona around myself where people think I'm a little nuts, but really I'm crazy for music. I was living in Los Angeles trying to come out of the environment after it was totally devastated by hair metal and everything else. No one was going to clubs. There was no real reason excuse me, there was no real scene in Los Angeles until bands like Cold Chamber and Deftones came out of L.A., that's that's what Loco is about. To support the album, Cold Chamber toured heavily throughout the entirety of 1997, sharing the stage with artists such as Anthrax, Danzig, Downset, Faith No More, Grip, Helmet, uh, Machine Head, Pantera, Seven Dust, and Type O Negative. In the summer of 1997, they performed at Ozfest again, their second consecutive appearance at the festival. Uh, the touring cycle lasted up until mid-1998, when the band began focusing on a follow-up, which would become 1999's Chamber Music. Cold Chamber has been certified gold. So, Cold Chamber, right? I've seen the cover art again for this for this band for this album and for uh, Chamber Music like a billion times in my life. Uh, the Chamber Music is like a purple uh, background with like a girl playing a cello on a, on the cover. Um, I've never listened to either of them, despite seeing them a billion times. Um, now I want to listen to Chamber Music. Um, and so, yeah, these guys are an earlier band for new metal. This is in 1997, uh, which means they were more in the era of kind of influencing the ones who came after them. This artwork will give you fucking nightmares, right? If you stare at it too long. And um, normally I would say that this record is like a hair too long for me, but I think that this track list flows well enough the entire time. Like not every song in this album is a banger, but they, they flow together fine. Um, and it does get a bit samey for me, but I'm also just going to say it's fine. There's only one part of this album that I fucking hate. And in the song Bradley, when they say Bradley over and over and over, it is like the shittiest part of this entire week. I don't care. It's worse than the fucking worst part of fucking Power Man 5000. I hate it. Nice. Actually, no. I don't know if it's worse than fucking the Cars cover, but like it's bad. And it they say it so many times. And it's the one thing I always pick up on every time I listen to it. Um the song this album starts with loco fucking banger it's been stuck in my head for quite a while now uh and the like one thing i do like about this record and the album artwork kind of shows it up front is like how creepy it can be like the song my frustration like the singing can be so creepy on here and and that's one thing i, I like i kind of like this i don't know like cold chambers a band that if they were ever nominated for a grammy i would be fucking surprised and not because they're not good but because 
<laughs> they're just so fucking whack. Uh, I, it's a band I do need to listen to more of. Oh, the last song in this album is called Pig. And if you were, if when, if when I said that, you were like, huh, I wonder if they put pig noises and barnyard animal noises over the music. Yeah, they do. And uh, I don't know why everyone has to fucking do that. It's not new. It sucks. It's fucking annoying. And uh, yeah, I'm out <laughs> on that song. Uh, Rob, what do you think of Cold Chamber? Uh, I, I liked it. I, I'm giving it second second place for the week. Uh, so if uh, so, so again, I'm going to compare this to Spineshank. So if Spineshank has this feeling that they're sight reading music and then using studio tricks to like uh, try and make it sound new, even though they're not on top of their material. This album feels like they are on top of their material. It's basic material. And like, yeah, so the album's like a little long because it's, you know, like some of the riffs have fucking two notes or whatever. And it's just kind of like, okay. Uh, but I think they have a certain mastery over the things that they're doing. Like, uh, you, you know, you'd think I'd complain about the vocals being monotone or something, but like the simplicity uh, that ex accentuates variation in guitar rhythms and phrasing, it's like, uh, uh, I don't know, the, 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 the dynamic contrast is great. There's quiet, uh, creepy clean tones riffs that go smoothly from riff to riff. Uh, I don't know. To me, to me, this is a band I would like to see live because it sounds like they're they they know their material. They know like when it's going up, when it's going down, and they fucking you know. So to me, like I I'm on board because they're on board. They they aren't they aren't in their heads thinking about it. They're they're fucking living it. They're fucking so to me that has that sort of like punk rock energetic passion that like I've I fucking uh like and want in my metal um but yeah uh i also di i discovered through wikipedia that this isn't an all-male band uh i don't think they advertise this the way kitty did uh i don't know that's cool but yeah i'm giving the seven second place for the week that's it one of the bass players of this band is smoking hot um i'll post some pictures in the, in the thread later smoking um, hot are you retarded yeah, what, I'll, I'll post some pictures. We'll 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 take a look at those. Uh, talking about that, these guys playing together. So there's a song in here called "I," and the bass and drums are like so locked in. They have this great tight groove in the song. So yeah, these guys were jamming for a while. Um, one thing I don't, another thing I okay. So we have Bradley, which I'm like, I hate that they say Bradley so much, and it's annoying as shit. I hate the fucking pig noises over the over the song pig and then the song sway starts off with the the roof is on fire thing and it doesn't go back to it again it's not like it becomes the chorus or they do it again at the end because that's how the song starts i like why is that in the song i don't i don't get it like why is someone's like you know what i think would make the song better if we did the roof shit that bloodhound gang did like nine months ago uh i don't know like the rest of the song is fine i just don't understand why it's there they never go back to it i'm just confused like why it was used uh another song on here that's um uh, cool is uh, Oddity, one of my favorites on the record. Um, so one of the things I, in, in the new metal era, there are times where I hate the fucking guitar distortion. Uh, Oddity at points, I'm like, I hate this guitar distortion. But like when the song breaks down with everyone together, it's like, yeah, that shit's sick. Whatever. I, I, I'm getting past it. And I, I love that these guys found e each other through uh, like a classified ad in the newspaper. Like that's fate. Same thing happened with Metallica. That's how the original, like the core three uh, found each other for, for that. So yeah, it's just a cool story. But yeah, these guys are great. Uh, I know they're really influential to a lot of other uh, new metal uh, bands. And yeah, this, this is a good record. Again, I, I want to listen to chamber music now. Uh, Jomo, what do you think of this record? It's dog shit. Um, it's, 
hard to uh, hard to <laughs> say anything different because um, this is an era of music where I had a bunch of like all the uh, Peruvian kids in my school were obsessed with Cold Chamber, and I was like, um, why? Um, it opens up a fucking loco, and I thought that was dog shit. Uh, then segues into all this shit. They made a big deal. Oh my god, I remember this one kid. His name is Carlo. He was obsessed with Big Truck, and I'm like, this is like I. <sighs> I don't know how to put this. Like, this is an era where everyone was getting a deal, and I feel cheated. I could have made a deal with, like, a Roland 808 and, like, a shitty fucking uh, sampling machine, and I could have been a hit. Like, even today, I think I have a chance because music's shit now. Um, Mm. But, like, why people obsessed with Cold Chamber, I have no fucking idea. They sucked. Um, They, I mean... uh, the lead singer Des, uh, he went to what's that goddamn band? Um, Devil De- Driver. Devil Driver, right? Okay. And I saw them live, and I was like, "Oh, this is the segue of more shit." Okay, this is <laughs> this is this is trash. Um, they, they they fucking suck. And then you saying, like, Rob, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're gonna have to test uh, fucking Jack Falcon to see if he has uh, trisomy 21 chromosomal disorder, because. Okay. How f- you think that chick's hot? She's not that hot. Put a picture up right now. I'm, all Put right, give me a second. Give me a second. She's, give me a second. She's fucking a four, five at best if she gets dialed up. She's a six if she does anal. Um, <laughs> but I, she's she's not that good looking. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Cold Chamber is fucking dog shit. I would never listen to Cold Chamber ever again. Like this was torture this week. Two out of ten. All right, hang on. Hang That's on. higher than Pyre, Power Man Five Thousand. Higher than Pyre, uh, Power Man Five Thousand, of course, good sir. Because... Bro, look at this picture. You're fucking stupid. Okay, Jomo, guy comes up to you with a gun. He says, "Power Man Five Thousand, Spine Shank, or Cold Chamber? What do you do?" Um, I, look I'm, at that picture. You're fucking dumb. I'm gonna t- look I'm at that I'm gonna take the gun. And I'm gonna shoot myself. Um, <laughs> she, she's not. She's fucking. She's a four at best, bro. Four at best. Six if she does anal. That's all I'm saying. You're dumb. Nah, she way higher than that. <clears throat> anyway, oh, you mentioned big truck. Yeah, I never realized that's what he was saying. Big truck in the chorus, and it wasn't until like this morning. I'm like, what the fuck is he saying? And I was like, oh, big truck. Yeah, it makes sense. That's the name of the song. Um, and then there's some more unique guitar playing. There's a, the second to last song is called Dream Time. Some of the more unique guitar playing on the record. Um, yeah, there's not just chords. There are actually picked out notes. Um, all right, let's read a couple. Uh, YouTube comments first. A true classic album of new metal. Next one says, "That's some sick drumming." I always keep coming back to this album. Uh, next, my favorite new metal album. So groovy and heavy, deserves more love. Next one says, "Love the engineering on this." And lastly, out of the hundreds of new metal bands that came and went, these guys left us with some hype headbangers. Yeah, they're a cool band. They're interesting. Anyone want to say anything else about Cold Chamber? Next. Jomo, is that picture the album cover your touchy uncle? Uh, I, you know what? At this point, I'd rather get fucking diddled <laughs> than listen to Power Man Five Thousand and Cold Chamber. <laughs> okay, all right, we ready to move on? <clears throat> yeah. Okay, LD Fifty is a seven tra- a seventeen track record released in two thousand, coming in just under sixty nine minutes. Mm. 
Uh, it's a, nice. It's the band's debut studio album, reaching number 85 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, and contains the singles Dig, Death Blooms, and Nothing to Gain. Uh, Mudvayne formed in 1996 in Illinois. The band became known for its strong visual appearance, which included horror film-styled makeup. After independently releasing their 1997 seven-track EP, Kill I, I Otta, uh, the band signed to No Name Epic Records. LD50 was produced by Garth Richardson, an executive produced by Clown from Slipknot. The musical style of the record has been described as heavy metal, thrash metal, new metal, future prog, and art metal. According to the band, the production of LD50 was very hectic. Drummer Matthew uh, McDonough reflected, we worked around the clock and some of the engineers we had with us literally went for days without sleep. It was very, very time intensive. We didn't party. We were recording in Vancouver, but didn't get to see the town. Uh, we were just there and we we were just there and we worked and that was it. It was very intense and Garth ran a tight ship. Singer Chad Gary recalled, making the record was crazy. It was all about work. There were songs I left alone and didn't mess with until we were in the studio, which was not a smart idea considering the time and budget constraints we were under. I wrote Pharmacopia and Nothing to Gain on our last night in the studio before the tapes were sent to New York to be mixed. The pressure was insane. During the songwriting process, the band members paired riffs with lyrics based on McDonough on what McDonough referred to as number symbolism. While he and Chad Gray wrote the lyrics to Nothing to Gain, guitarist Greg Tribbett played a riff which alternated in bars of four and five. Because the number nine is a lunar number, uh, McDonough felt that the riff fit the song's lyrics, which referred to uh, serial killer and grave robber Ed Gain, whose actions McDonough associated with nighttime activity. The album's title derives from the technical term Median Lethal Dose, abbreviated LD50, used by toxicologists to refer to the dosage of any given substance required to kill 50% of the members of a tested population. LD50 has been certified gold. Rob, what do you think of LD50? This is my number one by a million miles. I mean, I th I, th I figured I was going to say that. Uh, like, I, I love Dig, and it turns out uh, I've listened to this album a bunch. I don't really remember that, but I do remember Joe loved uh, fucking uh, this. Uh, so I think we listened to it a lot. Uh, yeah, and I had a good time. I listened to it a bunch this week, and uh, yeah. So some people made fun of this band when I was in high school for being a Slipknot ripoff rip with fewer members. But uh, but like songs like Dig appealed even to people who didn't like new metal, which is kind of a feat, you know, for for a band that's or you know for a genre that was very like showy and like had a certain reputation for I don't I don't know. Uh, first of all, it, uh, new metal seemed to attract people who uh, have never listened to music before. So it's like, okay, I, I, have a, I, have, I have a new favorite band that's Slipknot. Uh, what other music have you listened to? This is my, the first band I've ever listened to. I don't fucking know. So like, that's, that's how I saw a new metal. And so like, I, I, I had a fucking prejudice against it, but like, I fucking liked Dig and uh, so did a lot of people I knew. So yeah, but yeah, the drummer rips. Uh, he has like cool, intricate, the double bass licks. He's not some like, I, I, oh, oh, I, when, when I found this band, I was really into drummers that fucking uh, ran double bass, played as fast as, as, as they could. I like that this dude doesn't just do that. Like he, he, like he has, he has, he has cool, tricky licks here and there that, uh, I don't know. To me, it's, it's more impressive to do sh shit like that. But anyway, yeah. But anyways, the bass player steals the show. Uh, I don't know anyone else who is doing slap bass and metal, at least not in the mainstream. I mean, there's like Primus and like California f 
Californication was heavy, but like those bands don't sound like this, you know. I mean, it's like those are different genres, really. Uh, so, so this bass player got something that doesn't work to work. You know, there's a reason that nobody else was doing it, uh, and uh, you know, so instant legendary status there. And then there's there's an, a temptation to overplay and oversaturate saturate the whole song with slap everywhere. But he kind of made it a motif and he brought it back tastefully. To me, taste is um, going back to like like the 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 drummer who like fucking rub, uh, 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 drummer A out there who just runs double bass as fast as he can is is that fucking the height of art? No, it's like kind of like uh, uh, there's a temptation when you when you first get into music to uh, uh, you know you you don't have taste yet, so you just like you find something you like and then you fucking uh, bombard the fucking listener w with as much of it as possible. Uh, I don't know. To me, there's some art artistry here, and I like that. That to me is my favorite fucking thing. This doesn't feel like a band that has never listened to any music before. This sounds like a band that like uh, like th they designed a bunch of riffs like with uh, they they designed a bunch of guitar riffs with rhythm in mind, and like the guitar bass interaction is like. Uh, I don't know. Next level. It's it's. They don't just fucking copy each other. They're doing, and they don't sound like. <laughs> if if my complaint about Slipknot was there's nine fucking people on stage and do you really need nine people to make this amount of sound? Probably not. Probably it's just like, oh well, this dude hangs out and has money and buys us beer. Like uh, so he's in the band. Uh, I like I don't get that feeling at all from Mudvayne. I feel like all of them are bringing, like, top-tier musicianship to the band, and uh, I don't fucking know. I, I think that this uh, th there's variety here, there's there's uh, taste, there's, uh, I don't know, I think this album is quite good. Uh, number one for the week, that's it. Yeah, so Slipknot has, like, nine members, right? So I, I guess if you, can, if you could convince a record company to pay for all of them and they're your buddies, like, why not? There's two guys in Slipknot that just hit, like, kegs with baseball bats. Yeah, yeah fuck it, whatever. Um, but okay. As far as this, okay. First of all, Jomo, what is in the back of this artwork? What the fuck is that behind the uh, baby? I, I, dude, mm, I'm scared to say, I don't know. <laughs> Every time I look at this, I'm like, the fuck am I looking at? Okay. Yeah. I love this record. Um, to say it goes hard is an understatement, right? So this band was on hiatus for 10 years. They are back together now. Uh, they starting in 2021. And, oh, when I was looking this stuff up on Wikipedia to write the blurbs, some reviewer apparently gave this album a zero out of 10, right? Yeah. Like, imagine living that life. You can listen to this whole record, which is over an hour long, and you can't find a single thing that you think is good. You give it a fucking zero. Whoever wrote that review, I hope your life turned out to be everything you wanted it to be. Fuck you. But still, the worst website is this NME shit. This is what, they have the worst takes of all time. Listen to this. This is at the end of their LD50 review. Unfortunately, we also get far too many uh, incidences of Rush-style mid-70s Ponce metal proper singing. Think Yes, think Stonehenge by Spinal Tap, think prog rock bollocks, baby, and weep like poor old bleeding Jesus on the cross for the desecration of such potentially monumental ugliness uh, with what we can only with, with, with what can only be described as good taste. Yuck. 
Anyway, fuck off. This album is legit. Uh, yeah, dig eternal banger status. So I posted Mudvayne playing the 2021 Oscars video. Fucking hilarious, legendary video. I think about it and I watch it all the time. Uh, Death Blooms uh, has to be one of the most new metal songs like ever written. Reminds me of Deftones. And that shouldn't be surprising because I'm pretty sure this band said Around the Fur was one of their biggest inspirations uh, you know, for being a band. A good single choice. There are a couple times in this album where there are like little breaks. Golden Ratio is one, I think. And then the other one is um, later on. I can't pronounce the word, so I'm not going to. Uh, but there are these little breaks between like a minute and like 90 seconds. And I think they work well for this uh uh, album because like this record has to be exhausting to play live in full i don't know if they do or how, how often they've done it but to like to play an hour and 10 minutes or whatever i'm just like balls to the wall music the whole time having some breaks like that work in the track list but also work for for playing live um there's a song cradle i think is one of the catchiest riffs uh on this album and then uh last one to talk about internal primates forever right so this entire record like is balls to the wall and i love it so these guys mellow out uh after this record they have uh two more like you guys have all heard the songs um what was the band who that oh shine down so it's shine down right they have like literally like 30 hits and they will be around forever. They'll have 30 more fucking hits, right? That band is like that golden calf for a record company because they probably cost nothing to have that band around and they make shit tons of money off of them. Um, this band later on, I feel like, is in that same uh, area or whatever for, for record companies because they still have some of the... I don't think the band ever goes as hard as this again, um, but there's still like, if you listen to the next record, there's parts that are pretty heavy and then they go into the singing stuff, the more melodic stuff. And then the album after that is even less with the heavy shit. So like, it's good for their bank accounts, uh, for them to mellow out, but it's like, I don't know. Do, it's like, do you want LD 52 or do you want, is it like, this is good enough. You could do whatever all this is, you know, forever going to be, um, top tier uh, of of what i'm looking for in in music and then like you can go do whatever you want and i don't give a fuck or do you want to continue following the band for a while so yeah these guys do mellow out that this this record just bangs so hard it's really good i loved listening to this uh it is long i still i'm fine with the length um but yeah it's it, i don't know it's a good record legendary uh john what do you think lb50 dude it was the best album this week man um if, if i look oh, yeah. back on it like this um i, I would say hey you know I, I, I was on the Slipknot train for two albums, and then I got off as soon as they put out that third album, and I was like, oh, <laughs> too long of a ride for me. Um, then, you know, but I remember probably in 2000, 2001, um, getting into Mudvayne, or was it 2002 when this album came out? Whatever. Um, I remember listening to this fucking album and then seeing their fucking shit on MTV2, uh, that music video. It was just fucking insane, bro. And I never... This is the only... Uh, qualm that I have with this band a uh, lead singer I think he's good great showman uh he's got a great stage presence um bassist is fucking sick bro like seriously sick man like you could definitely tell like uh why'd you put that picture up man she's not that hot she's mid she's mid bro six is okay. she right. six is she does anal all right <laughs> yeah, um, we know we know <laughs> but uh you ruined my train of thought the bassist sorry, fuck, sorry, he, sorry. he's fucking sick right i get it drummer he, he's fucking got some sweet licks man he could beat the skins she's mid bro stop <laughs> sending pictures um sorry 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 that's it, that's it the only issue i have is with the fucking guitarist he sucks bro he's he's so simple it's just like 
it's just he's like the the one member of the band who you're just like we kind of have to have him just because he's like my little brother or whatever like we have to have him it's just he's not good though i don't like the guitars other than that this is a very fucking solid album uh heavy as shit uh very nostalgic for the era but it's enduring because it, it lasts long and you can keep coming back to it and you're impressed by it so i would give it fucking uh 7.5 out of 10 for me uh probably the best album of the week Nice. Yeah, there's a, there's a song in here called Nothing to Gain, right? And that's one of those songs that like rides the line of avant-garde. And it's funny to me, but I can see some people being kind of like chased away from that. People who aren't too deep in the metal and hearing that. Uh, bass bangs in that song. So yeah, I think there's a, 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 a comment that we're going to read where someone's uh, jerking the bassist off. Um, but yeah, no, this is, this is a really good record. I really enjoyed listening to it. Um, again, yeah, it's like it, you're kind of getting the one this this doesn't happen again I, and i was wondering if they got back together when because they got back together in 2021 if they had put out another album but uh mudvayne's last record was in 2009 so they've put out five albums altogether. this is uh, ld50 then they did the end of all things to come lost and found uh the new game and then they had a self-titled one in 2009 uh that i'd never heard um and then that was really the end of these guys but putting out a record like this good for them it's it's crazy that they said that they wrote some songs like the night before they were wrapped up recording and then they i'm going to assume that they meant they recorded them before the tapes got sent out so uh sit around hanging out writing shit recording and and you know getting getting this album into the condition and direction that you want it to go into anyway yeah it's really good can't recommend it enough um Oh, and then the last one I'm talking about before I get the fuck out of here, Everything and Nothing, right? So that's a song that uh, I could see having been a single. And when I hear that song, it, it kind of feels like a bridge between this album and to the later stuff. Listen to it. You, you might agree. You always know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, so they get a little less heavy, then a little less heavy, and then God knows what happens to them at the end. However, they did change their face paint and stuff, and they just didn't have painted faces at some point. But when I saw a picture of them playing in, two th in 2021, it looks like they went back to their original face paint. Uh, anyway, let's read some YouTube comments so we'll get the fuck out of here first why is this not more popular it's so good next one says uh the bassist is incredible next one light years ahead of its time next comment one of the pillars of the era and lastly this is the best album ever written so there you go there's four new metal albums not not ever but all right <laughs> uh rob what do we listen to next week um do you want to do black metal or do you want to do rap I'm what are you I'm feeling? Fucking, I, you know what? I feel like I'm going. Want to go back to the hood? What do you think? Let's go. Let's go back to the hood, baby. <laughs> oh right. man! All right, we're going back to the hood. All right, take care. Have a good day. Have a good day.